It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on Packers. Your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com and CBSSports.com networks. Thank you, as always, for listening. And if you have not done so already, you can check out, or excuse me, you can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and Android app. You should definitely check out the rest of the great Locked On Podcast Network which includes Locked On NFL Draft, Locked On NFL, and Locked On Fantasy. And finally, over at Packer Report, the Scouting Combine Research Series debuted yesterday with the quarterbacks, 15 quarterbacks divided into two stories because it's very, very, very long. Everything you want to know about this quarterback class, stats, awards, and a lot of off-the-field angles, which are just really, really interesting stuff. For instance, from part one, of the series, it's, it's goes, it goes in alphabetical order, by the way. Iowa's C.J. Beathard, a famous last name, right? Bobby Beathard, you probably have heard of him, the former Redskins general manager, um, Chargers. Did you know that his dad and brother are in the country music industry? Just a little nuggets like that. Um, is football rocket science? We could ask the question that Joshua Dobbs of Tennessee, along with throwing for more than 7,100 yards in his career and 85 total touchdowns. He majored in aerospace engineering and interned with Whitney, or excuse me, with Pratt and Whitney, where he worked with the manufacture and service of aircraft engines for the U.S. government. So, no, no dummy there. Interestingly, I thought in this quarterback class, I'm going to get all this stuff in the in the series. A lot of guys transferred um, with their degree and moved on elsewhere. Among them, Jared Evans, Virginia Tech. He started off at Air Force, although he didn't transfer as a senior. But a lot, a lot of, a lot of transfer stories, just a lot of really good stories. You know, Trevor Knight, for instance, he got his degree at Oklahoma. He's behind Baker Mayfield. He went over to Texas A&M. Brad Kaya from Miami. His mom's an actress. Um, her name is Means Kaya, and if you are a pop culture person, you will know this line by Felicia from uh, one of her movies. I, of course, am not a pop culture guy, and I have no idea what that means, but apparently, A, it's a line from one of her movies, and B, it kind of went became a in thing to say after, you know, 15, 20 years after the movie. So if you're a pop culture guy, that maybe means something to you. I am not. Um, and another story is like Deshaun Kaiser at Notre Dame. 
his girlfriend had a baseball-sized tumor removed from her neck. So that's been Kaiser's inspiration for his play. So a lot of really, really cool personal stories. So for me, this time of year, it's getting to know the person so I can go to the scouting combine and ask some actual intelligent questions. But you'd be surprised. And by, and by, and by that I say, by that I mean you wouldn't be surprised. And how many stupid questions are asked of these players at the combine? Just total meaningless drivel of, you know, what do you want your 40-yard time to be? Um, what round do you think you might get drafted? No, I come ready to go with honest-to-God questions about these guys' history. It's cool, but, you know, you, show, you, talk, you talk to people about themselves, about things that, that matter to them, and then you actually can, you know, Maybe talk football and get better answers that way. So that's my plan of attack. So I research every single one of these guys. And then I write about every single one of these guys for you. So you can get to, get to know them along with me. So that's uh, the, the quarterbacks debuted yesterday. I have the running backs done. They'll get posted today. Then it's the tight ends. Um, the wide receivers. There are 58 wide receivers going to the combine. It's going to take me some time to write those. That might be a... Probably a two-day project to research 58 guys. It's about a 20 to 30-minute process for each guy just trying to find. It's a lot of Google. You type in a kid's name on Google and, and see what comes up. So anyway, that's over at PackerReport.com. There will be a free part of every story. Part one of the quarterbacks is the free story to give you a taste of what's to come. All right, on to the show. I asked my good buddy Rob Rang this question yesterday. I asked him if he could kindly... Rank the NFL draft positions in order of from best to worst. Um, I would have asked Rob Rang anyway. Rob does a great job. You, probably, you, you guys probably all know Rob Rang. He writes for CBSSports.com, NFL Draft Scout. And I, I would have asked him anyway, but now that I'm owned by CBSSports.com, I forgot I should probably ask a colleague about this. Um, Rob does a great job over there. He's one of the most respected draft guys. You know, I, I'm telling you. There are about 8 million draft people who write, who come off as draft analysts. I'm telling you, 10 people do all the work. No more than 10. Everybody else um, copies, pastes, rewrites. Um, be very careful. Um, I shouldn't say that, but there, there's about 10 guys in this industry who work really, really hard to craft, and everyone else, you know, they're... they're Either they're just rewriting what someone else wrote or they're going to YouTube and watching a highlight video and making statements based on that. But Rob Rang is one of the good ones, one of the very best ones. So here's Rob's rankings, and I'll, and I'll put this into a Packers spin here in a minute. The best group, safety. The second best group, edge rushers. Third best group, and edge rushers would be would be, is the catch-all term for 3-4 outside linebacker, 4-3 defensive end. Because so many people have always ranked um, draft prospects on defense based on a 4-3 scheme. I have, ne- I have never done that. I, back when I had the magazine, I, I started doing edge rushers back in 08. So I've been way ahead of the curve on this because it, it does you no good. You're going to see that so-and-so is the third-ranked defensive end. But really, you know, most a lot of those DN candidates, a lot of them are are going to play outside linebacker in a three four scheme. And similarly, if you see that so and so is like the the fourth ranked outside linebacker, oftentimes that's a four three projection outside linebacker, 
And a lot of, and more far, far, far more often than not, a four-three outside linebacker becomes a three-four inside linebacker. So I always I always uh rate guys that way. Um anyway, so safety is number one. Edge rusher, number two. Cornerback, number three. Tight end, number four. Running back, number five. Guard, number six. Those are Rob's rankings. Those are all right in the Packers' wheelhouse, right? Maybe not to say I'm bad. Obviously, the Packers don't need safeties. but Edge rushers. Clay Matthews is coming off a bad year. He's, what, 31 now? Julius Peppers is 37 and a free agent. Nick Perry, a free agent. Dayton Jones, a free agent. That's three of their best, you know, and with Matthews, you know, it was those are their four best guys last year. Matthews, Peppers, Perry, Jones. And three of those four are ahead of the free agency. So that this is a very strong group at that position is a huge benefit for the Packers. And could influence their free agent thinking, right? I mean, do you break the bank, say, on Nick Perry if you think there's a pretty good chance that there's someone you like who will be there in the first round and can come and be an instant starter? Number three on Rob's list was cornerback. Well, do I, do I need to detail this for you? The Packers cornerbacks have, uh, were god-awful last year. You head into 2017... At least speaking for me, maybe the coaches have a better feel. And, and I'm, well, I shouldn't say maybe. I, I'm sure they have a better feel than I do because they're with those guys day after day. But from my perspective, you go into this offseason with no clue what you have at cornerback. Is Demarius Randall a good player who struggled because he was hurt? Or is he just not very good? And is he soft and he win and um, needs a kick in the pants? Um, is Quentin Rollins, can he become a good player? Or was he bad last year because he was hurt? Um, we know Ladarius Gunter is what he is. Um, you know, is, is there any hope for Josh Hawkins and Herb Waters and Mackinson Dorling to actually become a contributor, or are they just fringe guys? So the Packers need corners. And this, and this is one of the groups I have really dug deep into. This is a really good group of corners. And there's a lot of decent size here. Now, of course, the, the cornerback um, sizes that we're using now are um, sometimes from the All-Star game and, and sometimes um, some guesstimation based on um, what they're listed at at college and, and what they really may be. We'll get a better feel on how tall these guys really are at the Combine. But I think you probably know Green Bay's history here. Green Bay does not draft short guys. Um, I think the shortest ever... Is five ten and a half. So anybody shorter than that, I just automatically throw those guys out when I do my draft um, preview stuff. But there's a lot of good sized guys in the draft. You know, five eleven, six. So Green Bay loves five eleven guys. You know, Randall, Rollins, Casey Hayward, Sam Shields, Tremont Williams, all those guys in that five eleven range. So it's a good draft because of corners, and clearly the Packers need to upgrade there. Number four on Rob's list was tight end. Does that impact Ted Thompson's thinking on Jared Cook? You know, uh, the website Spotrack, 
is a uh, website that, like over the cap, deals with player contracts. And they wrote about Jared Cook. They have something called calculated market value. And for Cook, they have Cook's average salary at $3.4 million. And they project a four-year contract worth $13.8 million. I would fall over if that's true. I just don't think in a million years that Jared Cook is going to get a contract averaging $3.4 million. Are you aware aware what he did down the stretch? He was unbelievably productive down the stretch. Both came in playoff games, so therefore everybody saw Jared Cook become unbelievably productive down the stretch. Uh, Made big plays in the passing game. Aaron Rodgers liked him. Uh, Blocked better than I think anybody thought he was going to. Jared Cook had a really good year. He's going to make a lot of money. Now, how much money? I don't know. But if you're Ted Thompson, if that contract starts getting up there a bit, do you look at that tight end draft class and say, shoot, there's some pretty good players in this class. And this is the first time in a long time there have been a, it's been a good tight end class. A real long time. Tight end has kind of gone away on the college level with so many teams running spread offenses. Tight end, is, tight end had kind of gone away um, as a position where there were where colleges are just cranking them out left front. Right. Hell, no, I mean, no one's using them. Um, you know, I remember a few years ago, Chase Kaufman from Missouri, record-setting tight end. Um, uh, the son of Paul Kaufman. Uh, sorry, drew a blank there for a second. Um, the son of Paul Kaufman. Of course, Packers fans wanted him. Why? A, they needed a tight end. B, he was great. And C, he was Paul Kaufman's son. Well, Chase Kaufman was a tight end at Missouri. He never played tight end at Missouri. He was listed as a tight end. He never played tight end. He was a glorified wide receiver who split out a bunch. Never was in a three-point stance. Hardly ever was asked to block anyone. Um, that and that's kind of way that's kind of been the way that position's become in, in the college world. But all of a sudden, this this is a good class of tight ends of guys who can actually catch the ball and block. I mean, it's a group that leads off with OJ Howard of Alabama, who will be long gone before Green Bay's up, long gone. But um, and here's the you know, David. There's a kid from Miami, first name is David. And here's the problem when you're a guy like me who's so ingrained to writing that I don't care how David says his name. I just write his name. David Nyoku, Nyoku maybe. N-J-O-K-U. But now that I'm a podcaster, or pretend to be a podcaster, um, I probably need to learn how to say guys' names. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be like, I'll be like when, uh, um, was it, was it, yeah, Paul Tagley, who, right, was, uh, and the Green Bay Packers have acquired quarterback, or no, it was the Falcons drafted, right? Uh, Atlanta Falcons draft, Brett Favre. You sound like an idiot like that. So, um, But this David Kidd, he's from Nigeria. Actually, his dad's from Nigeria. Um, he's number, he's, he could be a guy available where Green Bay picks. You know, Evan Ingram from Ole Miss caught a million passes. More than undersized guy. Um, the, the quote-unquote move tight end at 6'3". Bucky Hodges from Virginia Tech. Now, this is a guy I like. 6'6", 245. And why do I like Bucky Hodges? 
I've been told by, I've, I talked to a scout two years ago about tight ends. And he lamented you know, the draft on the draft class is horrible. You know, talking this is the 2015 draft of the band. Draft class is horrible. Colleges don't produce any tight ends anymore. But here's a kid to look out for. And this is two years ago. It was Bucky Hodges from Virginia Tech. Caught a lot of passes there. Great height. A former um, high school quarterback and went to Virginia Tech as a quarterback before switching to tight end. Really productive guy there with great size. Um. And hanging out, you know, will be Jake Butt of Michigan, who might be the best. Well, he wouldn't. O.J. Howard is the best tight end. Jake Butt of Michigan would have been the number two tight end, probably. Um, Seabus has him number six. But he probably would have been number two if not for a knee injury sustained the bowl game. I mean, he's going to start practicing what? You know, end of training camp. Maybe if you're lucky, he'll start practicing. So you're running to the danger of his... Rookie, you're totally going down the drain, so therefore his draft stock has plummeted. But you know, Jake Butt is going to be in that six four, six five range. Jordan Leggett, a two time finalist for the John Mackey Award, which goes to the top tight end in the collegiate ranks, he's in that six four, six five range. Caught a lot of passes. Um, there's a kid from Division Two Ashland, of all places, Adam Shaheen from. Division two, a junior entrant into the draft. Can you imagine a Division two guy? <laughs> but he did. He played basketball for one year, then transferred to go play football. And he put. I mean, he caught the guy caught like a, a million passes in three years. Why was all hell? He's six foot five and two hundred and seventy pounds, and is bigger, faster, stronger than anybody he saw in Division two. So he just destroyed everybody there. But. You know, if you're Green Bay, Richard Rodgers has his warts, but you can get by with Richard Rodgers until you get this guy up, right? Up to speed. If he's not totally ready for that, from going into D2 to the NFL. So, it's a really good draft class of tight ends. And if you're Green Bay, does that impact your thinking with Jared Cook? If the price is not right. Um, Running back. Kind of the same deal here. It's a really good running back class. And if you're Green Bay and your choice is, well, clearly, you need to, clearly you need to draft one if you don't sign Eddie Lacy. So if you're the Packers, do you re-sign Eddie Lacy on a one-year contract and hope that he it pans out like it was starting to in 2015, or excuse me, 2016, and he stays healthy, and you get a really good year out of him uh, to as a tandem with Ty Montgomery. Or do you say, screw it, because he can't keep the weight down and move on. So again, it's a really good class of running backs to consider in this draft. And if you're, and I think that'll be a consideration for the Packers. Obviously, you know, kids like Delvin Cook and Leonard Fournette. You know, Delvin Cook from Florida State, Fournette from LSU. Won't be there. Um, you know, I've seen Christian McCaffrey linked to the Packers as a possibility. I don't see that. I mean, you basically you're getting um, a very similar skill set to Ty Montgomery. I would, you know, I, I I would think if you're Green Bay, maybe you'd want to go with more of a if you if you draft running, maybe you want to go with a more of a a bruising style running back. But 
I mean, I can see McCaffrey too. I mean, he is a you know six foot two hundred more, but a quick guy. So I guess that would be a you know Montgomery's kind of that combination. He's he's got some power. He's got some quickness, but um, but I mean, the list just goes down. You know, a guy like Samaj Perine of Oklahoma, who I think is a Green Bay kind of guy, 230 ish. Um, put up some really big numbers at Oklahoma. To me, that's a guy who makes a lot of sense for Green Bay. You know, maybe get him in the second or third round if you don't re-sign Eddie Lacy or if you decide not to spend $8 million a year on Adrian Peterson once the Vikings cut him. So I think it's going to be very interesting when you look at the strength of this draft class and then put it into what Green Bay needs. It all seems to fit together. And, you know, in, in right in the middle of uh, Rob's list is guard. You know what does what does Green Bay need? Potentially a guard if they don't resign T.J. Lang. So again, if if the price is not right for Lang, do you wash your hands of it and draft? And you know, because guard really is one of those positions where you can draft a rookie and he can play right away. I mean, it's not like quarterback um, and some of these other positions where you really could use some seasoning. Guard, you can stick. You know, not to uh, generalize, but guards usually are smart guys, right? T- and if TJ Lang is listening to this, he will he will vouch for that. Guards are smart. You know, most old linemen are smart. And if David Bakhtiari is listening, he'll tell you, "Yeah, I'm a smart guy." Blog is smart. They're, all those guys are smart. So you, you can, if you were to lose TJ, when you know, as a as a reporter, speaking selfishly, God, I hope they don't lose him. He's the best guy in the locker room. He's the best quote in the locker room. Hell of a good football player, too, which is what matters, obviously, to you guys listening. So it'd be very interesting to see if Ted Thompson views the draft as a way to keep strong positions strong and not overpay uh, for guys like Nick Perry or Jared Cook or TJ Line. All right, and that will do it for this episode of Locked On Packers. Thank you, as always, for listening. I sincerely appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. If you're from Green Bay, have you seen the forecast? I'm stalling because I'm hitting the weather app here on my phone. Today, high up, 47. Saturday, 52. Sunday, 51. Monday, 52. Tuesday, 56. Wednesday, 58. Before something resembling reality returns, held in even, you know, next Saturday, 33 and snow. So... Enjoy spring, everybody, and I will talk to you on Monday. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.